Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cheap Heat Podcast, the number one for sports and recreation. Bear the Dog is here. Let's uh we got a lot to review when it comes to Bear the Dog, of course. Big week for Bear. I'm gonna try to get an interview with him actually. And we'll bring him in. There he is, the stat guy. Yo. S to the G to the yo, stat guy, are you wearing a robe right now? I'm in, I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on. I, this is, I'm so glad I accidentally did FaceTime video instead of audio. I normally do audio. Yo, SGG, how in character is it? You wear real old school goddamn pajamas to bed, yo. I do. I do. You got to. No, you don't. You literally, you do. it's one you of do. those things that you literally don't have to do. In fact, no, you do have most to. people you have don't. To, no, you have to have a, those, those people are, are Cretans. I don't aspire to be those people. How many, how many, how many sets of pajamas do you have? I have one set. I have one set, but you know, pajama bottoms are really what's crucial. So I have like mad pajama bottoms. Oh, so you have a lot of, so no, but today you're wearing the top. Yeah, today I'm wearing the set. So it was a special occasion. I was like, yo, I gotta do cheap heat tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I just want the whole cheap heat universe to know that SGG's rocking, looking like, I don't know how to describe it, like, an old school 60s TV show when they walk in, it's like Ricky Ricardo's ready for bed and you see him rocking the whole <laughs> outfit. Yeah, um, listen, man. Well, listen, yeah. I don't want to make things awkward, uh, but hey, Bear, you have anything you want to say? Sell out. I have something I want to say to Bears. Bears a sell out. Yo, hold on. This is undercaptured this moment. Be- hold on. Bear, do you want? Bear, how could you not, man? It was chicken. Listen, I'm going to go out on a limb and say because it wasn't Blondie's, that Bear wasn't messing with it. <laughs> that was the only kind of wings he likes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that because it wasn't Blondie's, that well, Bear was like. Well, I'm so happy this picture exists because now people will see you in the pajamas and talking to uh, Bear the Dog. So that's a big, big moment. Um, the Hot Dog Chicken Showdown happened. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to include the whole audio. At the end of this, the whole show, the pre-show, because yeah. I'm sure only a few thousand people have watched it online. It, it only streamed on my IG for one day, and then I'm sure the YouTube has not gotten a lot of traction. Let's see how many YouTube views we have. And I do want to remind everybody listening right now, this is the last couple of days to get the Hot Dog um, Chicken Showdown t-shirt. So far, only 600 views for our wonderful... Um, Live show on on YouTube. We got, we got to promote this more. We yeah. did we did the full Zoom. 
It's a fantastic. We had episode. analysts. Yeah, it, it was very official. I thought so. I thought we did a hell of a job. So I do want to remind everyone: this is the end of the line this Sunday. I'm gonna stop taking orders. Rosenberg Radio dot myshopify dot com for the um, hot dog chicken showdown tea. So it's gonna be, you know, like a lot of the teas we've had. They become legendary, and then those who have them have them. And then there's only the handful of people who've gotten every shirt. It's like a yeah, very small rare, fraternity. Yeah. That's rarefied. And matter of fact, if you're one of those people who has every shirt, tag us on Instagram or Twitter and let us uh, see the whole collection. I don't even know if I could find the whole collection. I don't think I have every shirt. No, no one in the crew has the whole I, – I think <laughs> I do. I don't think anyone else does. Um, and I have I have black and white original, which I'm wearing right now. The black right. original. I have black I and have white that. original. I have, and was this before you were even on the show or no? No, I have that. You were I here. You were already right on the show. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we have this black and white original. Then you have um, the virgin shirt. Yep. Um, and the virgin shirt also came out simultaneously with. Um, was it the Monday Night Rosenberg shirt that came out with that? Yes. Maybe the Monday Night Rosenberg shirt is flames. I mean, that, that's a rare item. That's a rare, gorgeous item. I don't know where my Monday Night Rosenberg shirt is. I have to, I have to look for that. Then, um, so there's Virgin. There's Monday Night Rosenberg. There's, oh, there's the, the Four Horsemen style with everyone on it. Yeah. The visual pictures, the actual, the actual images, not visual pictures, which is not a word. That would be the fit. There's, that's a fifth shirt. There's an Uptown Malcolm shirt. Oh, my. Now, that's rare. There's an Uptown Malcolm shirt. I forgot about the Uptown Malcolm shirt. <sighs> and that might be a $500 shirt one day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen. I, I got to look and see if I have an Uptown Malcolm shirt. Um, and then there's, there's the blue cheap heat, the navy blue cheap heat. The navy blue, the navy blue joint from uh, the ESPN one, the heat and greet. That's the seventh shirt. There is that it? I feel like I feel like there was one more after that, right? I don't know, man. There's a listener who knows the answer to this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You can email us rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com and tag us. I'm gonna try to find all of them so when I get my um hot dog chicken showdown shirts I can put them all together. But anyways, the point is these will be gone. We don't do shirts like all these other podcasts that just keep the uh, 13 different designs of their shirt up and you can just sort of print one whenever you feel like it. These are limited items for the peckerheads in the universe. So the hot dog chicken showdown was a special, special day. Um, SGG, what's going on? Anything happening outside the ring? Well, we know uh, Becky Lynch, like she took over the whole wrestling media with this one, with her the announcement of her pregnancy. Yeah, and they pre-announced Which, it a few hours beforehand that she had a big announcement, and a lot of people started speculating right away it would be that. For some reason, I didn't think it would be that. I thought it was going to be a work of some sort. Yeah, no, I, I speculated right away that it would be that. It, for whatever reason, like that was the first thing that popped in my head, and I couldn't let it go. And then I started to make it make sense, even if you know what I mean, even if it didn't. Well, um, well I mean, yeah, it, I mean, listen, she's you know that she's uh, what I think she's in her early thirties. You know mm-hmm. that she's been in, in this relationship for a while now, and they seem serious. Um, and then, yeah, you randomly get, I have a serious announcement. It could have been so many things. But I see why why people went there. 
Yeah, I mean, they, we went there because she's a woman, right? So, like, the first thing that pops up is like, oh, has to be that. Um, thankfully, we were justified because it was that because you all feel we don't feel like a like bunch of jackasses. <laughs> exactly. That's why yeah. I said no to protect myself. If that was the guess. <laughs> it was something completely different. But um, but yeah, she's thirty three. Um, Seth, I think, is also thirty three. And they're starting a family, and that's that's great news. I mean, listen, I will say they are pretty young, and they, they've been together what less than the no, maybe now it's been public less than a year. Yeah, I want to say it's probably been like they probably maybe been a year eighteen and a half. months, but maybe. I have no idea. So I mean, listen, they're getting after it. God bless them. God bless them. Um, so I mean, listen, I, listen, everyone makes their own decisions, and obviously you could tell. I mean, from the way she gave the the speech in the ring, it seemed like a mixed bag for her. You know, it it didn't seem like a straight ahead. Oh my God, this is all joy. I mean, honestly, even if you look in the post that WWE put up on Instagram today of her holding up the 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 pregnancy stick, did you see that? <laughs> I did not. Her face isn't one of just completely overjoyed. It's a look of like, oh man, this is a big deal. Like you can sense that this weighed on her. Um, but listen, the the in the end, I'm sure it will be glorious for them. And uh, she will obviously still have a long run after this. Um, but listen, it, it changed. This is a new era. You know, we didn't know anything back in the day. First of all, women's wrestling wasn't even that relevant or prevalent, right. um, unfortunately. So this is sort of a new era with women leaving to have kids. It's real. This is kind of like the first time it's, it's ever true because people didn't existed. really last that long. They had like a good maybe three years, and then it was on to like they kept. Going younger, yeah. And then when they bring it, when they bought in models, it was like forget about it. Right, they ran as models, and then it was over, and that was that. Like this is different, you know. This happened with Brie Bella, but she's sort of unique because Brie's pregnancy happened later in her career. Um, it already felt like she was maybe getting towards the end. Uh, Becky seems like she's firmly in the middle of her prime. So yeah, she was like she was a champion. She was legitimately um on, on top. top, you know what I mean? So th- this is and it's 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 new. This is new for everybody. Now the question is does she come back? I think she comes back. Oh, yes, without a doubt. I mean, she worked her whole life to get here and then what she's just going to become like a stay-at-home mom? No, I I don't see that happening. I don't see that. Ha- I mean, listen, now, it's complicated because her family's not all here, you know, so they'll have to make some adjustments and figure things out, you know, in terms of getting help and, and things like that. But I don't think Becky's time as a – I do not believe, based on what we know about her passion for the business, that her days as a full-time superstar are over. I believe Becky Lynch will be back as a full-time superstar. I believe she'll be back on top. I believe she'll have the title again and be a mom. And I think she'll be in rarefied air we've never seen. Full-time on-top talent, full-time mom. I think that's what we will get from Becky Lynch. Wow. I hope so. I hope so. I I really believe so firmly. Um Mm -hmm. So, listen, they'll need help, obviously, because they'll both be working. Um, I can't imagine either of them is going to end their career right now. They're both in their, they're both at the exact same stage of their career, essentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, but Seth's a little further along. Seth's been on top a little bit longer, but they're essentially on top. And then there's another place here, which, when was the last time that the two biggest superstars had a baby together? Yeah, I can't think of one, Tom. 
I can't think of one time. The lineage of this child, mom, Becky Lynch, dad, Seth Rollins. Yo, is this the greatest superstar baby ever born? <laughs> Potentially. But then if he grows up to, or, or he or she becomes an accountant or something like that, then it's like, like, what did you do? No, I mean, listen, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, you think about um, the rock. There's a lot of second generation superstars, right? But, Third, but, but it's only it's one parent. It's like a civilian. Yeah, it's always a civilian involved. Like almost always. Um, yeah, it, that's very... This is the illest. This is like Andre Agassi and Steffi Grass, kid. You know, this is this is. Uh, there has never been a child conceived that will have the potential and expectations of. Well, that's what it is. The expectations are going to be like through listen, the roof. You got to be able to fly. You got to do, oh, do everything. Yeah. You got to be able to get on the mic. I mean, listen, there's a chance. Listen, their kid one day will do whatever he or she wants to do. But if they do decide to pursue wrestling, you're talking about the highest level DNA makeup for a child ever born on this planet when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah, like it's Charlotte times 10,000. I mean, well, it's really just Charlotte times two. (laughs) Just one more parent. (laughs) Um, Anyways, congratulations now. I personally thought Becky was phenomenal on Monday. I thought the the authenticity, the sincerity, the the confusion, the happiness yeah. and sadness, I thought it was amazing. How did I feel about Asuka coming in and doing her bit of screaming and then also the, like, let me hug you and congratulate you? It was, like, simultaneously... To use the term, maybe apropos for the situation, Asuka's response was sort of half pregnant. Like, is she going to heal off and not care? Or is she going to be like, let me put everything aside? Wow. And I feel like they kind of halfway did it. Like, Well, by Monday, is Asuka like a full heel? Because remember, Shayna Shayna Baszler definitely went full heel on that kid with no problems. So that was definitely done Monday night. That was that was not a thing that was left on the table. It just wasn't there for just listen, the Oscar the Oscar screaming thing is a mixed bag in general. Like that character and why she's doing that. I you know, sometimes Dip hates it so much and I argue that he's getting worked. But the, I'm not going to sit here and lie. There are times when I'm just like is this what Oscar's character should be? I don't know. I mean, she's screaming in Japanese though, right? So maybe she's just excited all the time. I don't I don't know. Really? Monday definitely warranted it though. What? She got she got news that she got news that uh her coworker was pregnant and that she's gonna become champion. But so it's, it's like A, I get the title, and then B, this massive threat, this challenge to overcome has been completely moved out of the way. Like the lane completely opened up. It's like a it's like a lotto ticket. I, I listen, I understand why she's excited. I just don't like that that's her character. Like she's the one of the she's the most She's the best. She may be the best wrestler in the division on every show. I just don't need her screaming around like and 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 just like acting sort of like a fool. Like she's sort of it, the the character is kind of foolish. That's what the character is. It's goofy. No, you don't think the Oscar don't character think she, is goofy. I don't think she crossed the line into goofy territory. 
Wow, SGG, this is the second craziest take you've had this week. You don't Oscar's goofy. Her character right now being a screaming maniac, you don't think it's goofy? I don't think she's first of all, I think she's more than just a screaming maniac. Well, then tell me, because I don't understand any more than Screaming Maniac. That's all that I'm getting is she stands up and screams. Well, maybe if you learn Japanese, you would know that she is, like like Becky said, she's a warrior. She's a competitor. Now, granted, she's and You passionate. get this from her character. You're getting, I mean, th- this is what you're getting from the character right now. Well, yes. I mean, the, the few things that she does say in English, like when she's threatened with anybody, she'll tell them straight up, like, I'm not afraid of you. I will beat you. Like, Nia Jax was stomping to the ring, and she made a point to look Nia Jax dead in the face, and, like, the last time we crossed paths, I choked you out. No problem. And she didn't scream when she said it. She just, like, said it matter-of-factly. So she's capable of doing that. But then we just have her randomly dance and point like she's David Brent on the British office around the ring. Like, I... I it, to me, the the dancing, pointing, scream at the same time is not how what I associate with a badass warrior. It's just not. It's not. I'd rather. Well, I mean, she can't. She doesn't have to just be the badass warrior, though. Like people are multidimensional. So you're She's telling me. So, so you're telling us overcome with joy and then dances and points. So you're telling us you. you're not playing devil's advocate. You're telling us you like. You think this is a good version of the Oscar character. You're into it. I like the. I like that she speaks Japanese. I don't mind the dancing and screaming thing like that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all so you like it this is is this your favorite version of oscar because i just want to hear how insane you are i I, that people need to know how crazy i mean because you can't resist defending everything but do you mean it or are you just playing the other side no so hold on so for you to ask that question requires you to just completely ignore my answer like again you have strong feelings about the dancing and screaming and pointing well that's what the whole character is right now that is the bulk of her character no, and I just explained to you, I see more than that. I see this person who, like, is still a badass, has no problem telling you that she's a badass, and can back up what she's saying well, yeah, they more didn't, than anything. Okay, they didn't make her a bad wrestler. That would be weird if they were like, now you also just job to everyone. I'm not saying that happened, but... No, but they also don't... She also didn't forget that she's capable of that, right? Even after she, she got... She was just destroyed by Shayna Baszler in the Elimination Chamber, right? She just got got beat, and then she came back Monday like it didn't even happen, like she because she still knows what she's capable of, along with the dancing and screaming and pointing. Which, like, whatever, I could take or leave, but like, I don't see that as just what they're doing with her. I okay, like that I, she's okay, speaking I, Japanese. I, I can, I, I reckon, I, well, I mean, she's Japanese. Like her speaking Japanese is not. That's what they should be doing with people whose first language is Japanese. At least using it somewhat. She speaks some yeah, English. She speaks like some Japanese. It, I like that they use it. I like Does it have to be screaming? Completely. Can't she just use? Can't she just cut a normal promo? I think it would be badass <laughs> if she got up there and just sat there and calmly spoke Japanese. I think it'd be cool if they even put up a translation on the screen. It's it's a studio show now anyway. There's no live audience. Speak in whatever language you want. Mm, I mean, the translation on the screen. What like whatever. If you care that much, learn Japanese. If you care that much, learn Japanese. That doesn't make sense. That does. It's an American like, show. You know what I like though? <laughs> MVP was speaking to her in Japanese when they had that that interview segment that one time. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was good for him too. Well, yeah. I mean, he spent a lot of time in Japan, so I'm sure he's got a little bit a little bit there. But I I don't see why you can't have her speak Japanese and not be screaming like the Kabuki Warriors are could have been really badass. And I just feel like they're not as badass as they should be. Like, she's, 
Oscars are so devastating and physically imposing. Kyrie can fly. They both have cool looks. I don't know. I don't listen. It's not a nightmare. Would I say it's the worst thing going? No. Okay, um, so you're one step away from dip. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing going, but the screaming part, like it just to me, they made it work because Becky was so good on Monday. To me, it worked because Becky was so good, and like so when when Oscar's basically acting crazy, she has this sort of look of like. I don't understand what's going on, but I'm just filled with emotion. And, uh, you know, Oscar, she's wacky. You know, like she sort of played it like that. And to me, that look she sort of had of like, oh, you wacky Oscar. That's not how we should think of Oscar. See, I didn't get that Monday. I didn't get that, like, that wacky Oscar. Like, I think Oscar was legitimately surprised and as she reacted, she reacted accordingly. Like, I want, when she hugs Becky, she's like, I'm so happy for you, which I think they cut that audio out of like three plays, but somehow it aired. It aired when they originally showed it. And then, you know, she's screaming and she's celebrating more for Becky than for herself. <laughs> but no, I didn't think so. It was more for herself. When she did the whole run up the ramp and onto the table, that was all for her. No, but when she's like, Becky, Becky, that was after we were spending too much time on this. It's, it's, listen, if that's what you like, SGG, hey. But listen, yo, shout Not out to the new Oscar, Oscar she, shirt for you, man. But I don't she think she did everything. She did everything that a woman can do in WWE, right? She won the Rumble. She won Money in the Bank. Every title that they have available to women, she's held it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, she's she may be the most talented person. She's one of the most talented people on the roster. Period. Um, yeah. Speaking of Money in the Bank, what did you think of Money in the Bank? Um, I thought that it was a good pay per view, and then. The match itself, the simultaneous Money in the Bank ladder matches. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about them. Great cameos, but then, like, I I feel like I wanted more out of them, you know, being in headquarters and running around, you know? Um, What did you want? You mean you wanted it to feel at some point like an actual, like, um an actual Money in the Bank match at some point? Yes, and also, like, the other cinematic matches that they had sort of pre-taped and everything like that, I feel like they came across um, way better. You know what I mean? Even, like, the the Edge Orton tour the Performance Center, I liked. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the Money in the Bank one just felt felt weird. I think there's a way for them to do that same type of match, that climbing the corporate ladder thing, but um, but yeah, the, it didn't come off great to me on on Sunday. Yeah, there are people who loved it. I, I thought they made it too much of a goof. You know, I thought the opportunity was there to make it like because you're producing it, sort of like the Undertaker match, sort of like the Funhouse. You had the opportunity to produce it and make it like super badass. Yeah. And instead, I think they made it like silly. Yeah. And, and what was odd to me too was that the choice to add music at the end, like out of nowhere, like have the music throughout and then take it away for the serious moments or like just do no music 
or something, but like the random rock music at the end when everybody's at the top, unless the music was playing, I just didn't notice it. That was also weird to me to just have like. Also, also why during the main event, Money in the Bank, which has become, you know, a lot of people's fifth major, or in some ways, I, I think replaced Survivor Series as the fourth sort of major. In the main event, you need to have a food fight between the men and the women, which is like, I didn't get yeah. that. That food fight bit is is like the Friday night SmackDown before Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's not during, it's not during Money in the Bank. You know, I just I didn't understand why that was the time for jokes. You know, yeah, I like that the men and women cross paths, but like you said, that that one was too much. But they could have had them cross paths in an interesting way where like, you know, someone bails someone out. Someone who's connected to someone else in some way has some moment where it makes sense. Instead yeah. of, instead of just like, let's all throw food at each other and, um, I didn't get it. Um, I thought there were other things about the card that were good. Um, Drew and Seth included. Um, yeah, they tore it down. So there were good matches on the card. I just think it's it's interesting and sort of uh, surprising that where we were disappointed was the pre-produced match, which is what could have been the most likely to be something we, we wanted. Yeah. Well, now, how do you feel about the, the winners of the match? Um, I think Asuka works. Um. I mean, obviously, as it turned out, that was for the title and not for the briefcase. So, you know, listen, as long as Asuka's around, she will be credible to win Money in the Bank or the or the title. Even if even if I don't love this iteration of her character, her cred, her pedigree just she can always be that. I'm cool with it. She was in. She was among the people I considered viable. Yeah, Otis. I don't know. In, in a, at the end of a match that all of us kind of thought wasn't taken seriously enough, the brief, the, <laughs> yeah. the briefcase falling into Otis's hands, um, and who was making the point about the briefcase doesn't make the person, the person makes the briefcase? I think it was Linda. And it's true. You know, Zach was making that point that the briefcase always goes to somebody who's already really got something going. Yeah. And, and Otis does have momentum. He does have intrigue and popularity. But as a, is, is that as a serious solo wrestler? Like, is yeah. he, is he ever someone who you can picture holding the big titles? Well, here's the thing. There's speculation that he could use it to go after the tag titles. Do you think that's a good use of money in the bank or would that be a waste? In this case, I think it would be good because I don't think he should go after the other title. I don't. I don't see him as a universal or WWE championship kind of guy. Not now. Oh. I'm not saying it can never happen, but what <coughs> after six, what eight months as a tag team or something? Yeah, at least main roster. On main roster, I mean, he's and he's sort of the goofy dude. My. My nickname here for him has been the Chris Farley of WWE. I love Chris Farley. 
And Chris, and he, and, and he's actually, Chris Farley was actually a really great actor. I was watching the movie Black Sheep the other day. You ever seen Black Sheep? Yeah. That's the one with the, where he's like a, a he rock. runs the company or whatever. And no, that's, outcast the, or is that Tommy Boy? That's Tommy Boy. Black Sheep's where he's like a Roger Clinton kind of character. Oh yeah. Okay. And his brother's running for office and he keeps messing up and it's a total goofy comedy, but there's this one part. And those of you who have seen it will remember. There's this one part where his brother, who's really a nice guy, like so his brother, the politician, is actually a really nice guy who loves his brother. But Chris Farley just keeps effing up. And at one point, the brother gets so frustrated, he goes, are you trying? Do you want me to lose? And Farley looks at him and he goes, if, if I believed you thought that, I, I, I'd want to die. And I'm not kidding. I get I get I get choked up when it happens. He's that good. Yeah, every time I'm like, mm. so I could see Otis being that kind of guy who really can be seriously good. But come on, man, Chris Farley didn't get to the point in his career where you could have taken him seriously as a best best actor nominee. And Otis isn't at a point where he can be taken seriously <laughs> as a Universal Championship kind of guy or a WWE Championship. So I actually would think using the tag titles there would be cool. But then, by the way, then you did an entire Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and neither one of the briefcases got to be used for the purpose that it's there for. Yeah. No one having the moment to cash in for the big title, which is one of the most thrilling moments of the year when it happens. You handed one title over on Monday. And by the way, you know they they didn't have to do it that way. With Becky. Like, she didn't have to give it to Asuka. It could have been that they had a tournament for the title and she was still money in the bank. True. But then, I mean, you already you already know that you're stripping Sami Zayn of the Intercontinental Championship and doing a tournament for that. There's already a Cruiserweight Championship. Well, they didn't have to strip Sami Zayn either. They didn't. And, they didn't. And, and that's not as important as the women's title. Sorry. But then, like, you're running a, a tournament for a championship on all three of your shows because the champion's incapacitated or unavailable? Well, no, it's for the, what do you, oh, oh, wait, so where's the third one? NXT's, they're doing a Cruiserweight Championship tournament because Jordan Devlin's stuck in, uh, stuck in the UK. Sami Zayn just got stripped and they're doing a tournament on SmackDown for the Continental Championship. And then you run a Raw Women's Championship tournament on on Raw. Well, that, by the way, they also didn't have to make the announcement on Monday. She could have continued to come out to the ring being champion for the next few weeks. Unless she decided that out of safety she doesn't want to be around at all. Maybe. Which is possible, but... Which is smart, too, like... So who knows? I'm just saying there were other options, but now that briefcase is gone. You know, maybe the briefcase, maybe if she got the title, the briefcase should have been given to someone else. Yeah. Or maybe how about another ladder match? Or how about another ladder match? They did that once too. They did. They did. Why not be like, yo, you're now the champion. So guess what? We have to have another ladder match tonight. We need content, guys. (laughs) <laughs> they should just like keep the briefcase though, honestly. Because can you imagine like she walks down with the title and the briefcase and then she loses the title and it immediately like rolls over to the ref and is like, 
Nah. Be a title and briefcase, by the way, would be pretty tight. Nah, we're, we're keeping this one going. And then if she loses again, then that solidifies that person as like the undisputed, you know, undeniable queen of the ring. Or she gets it back and it's like, well, that was shady. <laughs> and she has a feud. Yeah, it's true too. Now, SGG, uh, what else is, what else are the biggest takeaways you think from, uh, Raw this week? And did you like the show? I did like the show. Um, biggest takeaways are that, you know, MVP and Bobby Lashley are going to be a problem. How much of a problem? I don't know. Um, but they're definitely poised to be a problem. And, um, another big takeaway is that, you know, WWE's made a big point of showing that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were together, you know, previous months. Becky Lynch comes out, announces that she's pregnant. Presumably Rollins, the father, and, you know, at least on Monday Night Raw in terms of kayfabe, it didn't look like he was taking it well. He was, <laughs> his hair was scruffed up. He, <laughs> he almost took Rey Mysterio's eye out. I mean, the the specter of fatherhood is not is, is it looks like it's weighing down on my man Seth. Yeah, a lot of people are pointing out his hair. <laughs> now, I you mentioned MVP. I do want to say he may be the best thing going right now. Yeah, I, I think MVP is. I I know I'm biased. We all know that, but I think MVP is the best thing going right now. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's legitimately um positioned himself. Or maybe he's been he's been recognized as a, as a guy you can drop anywhere. Like I said, when they wanted Oscar to be a part of that sort of roundtable, they had MVP run it, and he's out there speaking Japanese, translating. You know, he's he the the other Money in the Bank roundtable with the men facilitated things. Um, that VIP lounge has become very important on Monday Night Raw, and then him and Bobby Lashley, they immediately become. Something to watch. I, I loved his promo talking to Lashley backstage, man. Loved it. Loved. Yeah, he's definitely going to take Lashley to the next level. I don't know why Lana was so upset. I mean, MVP, if you watch what happened on Monday, he didn't do anything to her to make her have to react like that. But, I mean, we'll see what becomes of that that pairing in the coming weeks. But it, it's definitely going to be a problem, I think. Um. Also, he did. Also, MVP called an episode of Superstars last week. Was it Superstars not Superstars? Oh, is it on anymore? Um, was it main event? Main event. Sorry, he did main event. I didn't see that. Yep, him and Tom Phillips. So, I mean, listen. You know, I believe no one could pull off Heenan better than MVP. He could be a heel manager and commentator. He would be incredible at it. I would love it. I just think that it's so. You, you might get your wish. How crazy is it though, like to think about this crazy time that we're living in and MVP has really become like in a lot of ways the mainstay of Raw the last month or two? Yeah. Isn't that it's, wild? It's wild. I didn't see it coming. And he only got what, three weeks with the crowd? He he got a few he got two or three VIP lounges with the crowd. Yeah. But I mean this no crowd thing is helping everybody out too, right? Because now like it's definitely getting the crowd acclimated to to MVP and what he does for those who are unfamiliar if if yeah if you were unfamiliar 
get familiar. You know what I mean? Um, did you did you watch AEW this week? I did. Um, you know, listen. Obviously, uh, everyone knows where my my loyalties lie. I am a team WWE guy through and through. But I'm not going right. to be a, I'm not going to be a fraud. Um, they are doing a damn good job, in my opinion. And um, SGG, did you notice the like the like lightly piped in sound they're using? I did. I thought like when you said something, I was like, no. But then I, I could have swore I caught a "This is Awesome" chant <laughs> at one point. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, listen, I, I appreciate that they're doing something different than WWE because honestly. WWE's no crowd thing is starting to wear down a little bit. It don't I don't mind it so much as the pay per view, but like these shows are gonna be, they need something. I just, I here's what here's what here's what I wonder. Do you think anyone at WWE is watching these AEW shows to see like what are they doing well, or do you think people are so like, hey, they're not in our league, it doesn't matter. Because I really think you could learn a lot from what they're doing there. So, I mean, they're not in our league, it doesn't matter, is would be a mistake. That would absolutely be a mistake. Now, um, I don't know, man. You've got to watch to see what they're doing, but you gotta, you can't just run with it, right? Because you open yourself up to sort of the same criticism that I think AEW has been opening themselves up to, you know, like this Mike Tyson coming out to present a mid-card championship. By the way, that came so out of nowhere, and they they pulled a real WWE move that drives me crazy. They announced it on social, didn't they? Yeah. Why? And, And, I mean, and like you said, they pulled a real WWE move. That's what you want to get away from when you try to look at something that works on the other side and just and just do it. You can't just do it. So I mean that feels weird and out of nowhere, but um they're gonna they're gonna run with it, you know. Uh it, it seems like AEW at the next double or nothing at the next AEW double or nothing is gonna have something resembling a money in the bank ladder match. I don't know. Yeah, Which yeah. Get? It sounded like that. By the way, I'm, I'm looking Which? back. I'm looking back at ratings now, SUG, of over the last few months between NXT and um, AEW. There are some real drubbings in here, man. In the eighteen in the eighteen to forty nine rankings, they were close this week. AEW six. They were both down dramatically. AEW had six hundred fifty four thousand viewers. NXT had six oh four. Um, which is okay. which they were down a lot from the week before, where AEW had seven thirty two and NXT had six sixty three. They've been hovering in that seven hundred range for a while. The last big date they had. Did you know that on March twenty fifth, eighteen to forty nine, AEW had eight hundred nineteen thousand viewers to NXT six sixty nine, and the week before that, SGG on three eighteen, AEW had nine hundred thirty two thousand. To AEW's, uh, to NXT's reported 532? Well, no, I didn't know any of that because I don't pay any attention to any of that. 
all and the, the only reason I say all that is to say you really don't want to treat them like they're nothing. Um, a because you can learn from it, and B because if you do that too much, before you know it, you turn nothing into something. Um, I don't think they're treating them like they're nothing. No. I, I, I hope I really not. don't think AEW is being overlooked. Um, and anyway, I think with WWE they know what works, and um, I think they know what can work over time, right? They like like when they lost that first week head to head. They came on and said, "Like this, and this is a this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, who knows what they're building out for and what they're looking forward to? And it could resemble the Monday Night Wars again, right? Where you know if they get to a point where they turn that corner and then they just gone. Yeah, who knows? But I'll just say they're they're doing things that are smart. They're I I wish more than anything WWE would just rip them off and put the superstars in the crowd." Even if it's just your jobbers, okay? Even if you don't want to have your biggest names in the crowd, can you put, like, just 20 other people in the crowd? And then the piped-in sound makes a difference. It's just like a low It's just like a low murmur. You're not trying to get people to, like, pop big or anything. It's just like a low murmur that makes the show feel more natural. Um, the piped-in sound could be huge, but I could I could not care less about the wrestlers in the crowd. You don't like it? I notice it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I I think it makes a significant difference because you hear them too. I just think it adds ambiance and listen. It makes sense. We get it. We're all operating in a weird time. So yeah, the crowd they come out to be the crowd. Like you don't have to pretend yeah. this isn't happening. You know, the other day Orange Cassidy came out with a mask on. Like it's happening. Um, <laughs> and then yesterday he came out without his mask and got blasted in the face. But that's Right, and, and 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 then and then listen. So so WWE. One smart thing they are doing, using someone like MVP a lot, but there are more people you could potentially utilize. You know, um, like I had when I had Ric Flair on Instagram Live a few weeks ago. He said he would love to come back right now and cut some promos. Um, next week, AEW has a promo between Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson. Who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah, that's gonna be heat. That's easy. That's easy. They started the show with Jake the Snake cutting a promo. It wasn't my favorite Jake the Snake promo of all time. I thought it was a little weird. But, you know, you're starting the match. You're starting the show with essentially Jake the Snake going at Cody Rhodes. That's fun. It's fun. Yeah, Um, Cody Rhodes pulling up in the truck was also like a WWE thing, I felt like. Oh, yeah, that was very WWE. For sure. Um... (laughs) So listen, they're borrowing from WWE. Borrow right back. Yeah, but in this time, do you want them both doing the same thing? I mean, I feel like the good thing about them both sort of sticking to their guns and and carving out their own identity in this is that you get, if you love wrestling, you got two shows that do not feel anything alike. And so, like, you can sort of bounce between one or the other and get something different from both of them. Cause the last thing that like it would kill both companies for you to not feel the difference. You just, whatever's on, you can just watch it and it doesn't matter. Cause then that's going to be the slow death of both of them. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, let me see if we, how, how, how much time do I have here? I got to jump off. I have to do an interview right now. Everyone's doing interviews right now. 
Everybody <laughs> yeah. I know is doing interviews. I, I have to do interviews for everybody I know. Um, IG Live. I don't even know what to compare it to. The, all the IG Live interviews. There's nothing to compare it to. We've never seen this before. And listen, the only reason I can defend myself is I've always been doing annoying online interviews. Yeah. <laughs> for like 10 years now. That's what I do. So... Um, we have a lot. You you taught people what a podcast was. That, exactly right. We have a lot. SUG, maybe we'll jump on this weekend and do some mailbag on IG. Speaking of which, we'll do some mailbag on IG Live. And I'll I'll find a more appropriate outfit for uh, for that. Thank you. Because some people wrote back about. Um, I got a few messages about my my Romeo must die theory last week. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you were onto something. I mean, we have a lot of mail about that. We got to talk hot dog chicken showdown. And again, I want to remind the you robbery, the, the, sh- the heist of the century. The sh- by the way, he, I get you realize the irony. I gave you a second chance. I did because I screamed. yeah, the hot dog hit his mouth, and I was like, it's done. I mean, let's go relive the moment when I screamed hot dog louder than it's ever been screamed. Um, we'll, we'll here and then, and then we'll wrap up. Because I cannot believe I, I did this. It was insane. Here we go. And I when I screamed hot dog. The second I screamed it, poor bear, it went flying from, it went flying from his mouth, SGG, and he got scared, and it gave you like two minutes, he walked right by the chicken, and went straight to the hot dog, proving the original point, that the best day of his life was not finding your chicken wing, it was the day he found that tray of cocktail wieners, so proven right, SGG. I want the rematch, I, I, yo, bigger, better, better. I'm coming with some Blondie's wings. You get your tray, your best cocktail wieners, and and we do it again. All right, well down the road though. Down, down the, road. the road, we need some time Benny's, to rest. Benny's, yeah, down the road. There's, that hot dog. By the way, that was one of the legendary calls in in sports and I know sports entertainment. You, I'll say, you know what that was? That was the equivalent of every UFC fight I ever watch. Leave it. The hot dog calls was made. Um, SGG, um, listen, do me a favor. Take care of yourself. Thank you. You as well, P. Enjoy yourself and also take it easy. Stay mage, P. Yeah, you too. It's professional wrestling. is the hot dog and who in this match is the chicken you know what i'm glad you asked that question brian man and welcome everyone to the hot dog chicken showdown i'm peter rosenberg along with my trusty co-host stack Eye greg welcome everyone uh let me let me introduce you to tonight's panel and we'll get some thoughts from the, <laughs> the panel on their thoughts of course we know what tonight's all about 
It's about this man right here, Bear the Dog. A big moment indeed for a great canine. And uh, before we get to him, though, and his uh, event, I want to talk to our experts. We have all the way from Brooklyn, IPA in hand. Uh, he used to work for .com. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Linder is here. Zach, how are you? I can't help but think about the chicken and the hot dogs in the WWE cafeteria when I worked for .com. So I have, a, I have a real expertise in this from, uh, from the days when I worked for .com. Welcome. Great to have you here. Uh, then we'll go um, to, also in Brooklyn, IPA in hand, though he no longer is rocking the full mustache. Uh, it is a known wrestling hater, Brian Mann. Hey, Brian. Hello. Thank you for having me. We all know I hate wrestling, but I love food. So this is the perfect event for me to referee. Or I guess just panel on. All right. And then... From the streets of Los Angeles, California, I think on Skid Row, the homeless derelict version of Dipperstein. Hey, Dip, how are you? Hey, how you doing? You okay. At Dipperstein Towers, it's um, that's day fifty-five. Dip might eat the chicken and hot dogs before all of us. He's living in poverty, confirmed. Are the hot dogs kosher? That's what I want to know. Are they kosher hot dogs? Speaking of which, I want to get your guys' predictions. Bear is clearly ready for this contest. I'm going to go turn uh, off the Foreman Grill where the hot dog's being made. I'll start with you, Zach Linder. Your prediction about what happens today? I think it really depends on the way that the chicken and the hot dogs are sliced. You know, we were talking just before we got on the air that this originated with cocktail weenies. We do not have cocktail weenies here for today's hot dogs. So I think that's going to tilt in favor of the chicken. <laughs> Greg, Greg I, I still think you're laughing about how terrible. This is the worst I've ever looked. I, 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 I can tell. All right, let's, let's move on to Brian Mann. Brian, your prediction, are you expecting Bear to go hot dog or chicken? Well, personally, I think the chicken probably tastes better than the hot dog, but I think it's going to come down to smell. I think the smell of the hot dog is going to attract Bear more than the smell of the chicken. Wow. See, you're good. You should be on the free shows with me on WWE. Let's go to um, Homeless Dipperstein. Dip, do you think <laughs> Bear is your favorite creature on the planet? Do you think he goes hot dog or chicken? I think he's going to go with what he knows. And that uh, having stayed at, at uh, your home many times, I know that Bear is a lover of chicken. And I'm going to predict, I'm going to predict tonight that chicken wins all out. Wow. Uh, SGG, obviously you've been working with Team Chicken. <laughs> you have your own thoughts on this. Uh, any any concerns about your client tonight, Chicken, and the Hot Dog Chicken Showdown? Greg's on mute. <laughs> I'm going to mute yourself, SGG. He's speechless. <laughs> well, uh, nature versus nurture, you know, you know, bears raised Jewish. And those Hebrew nationals are up, up representing the hot dog. But, um, but as Dipperstein said, you know, he loves chicken. Uh, he loves delicious chicken. And so, you know, it's just going to be about what he, what he reverts to in that heat of the moment when it's time to make a choice. I think that uh, when it comes down to it, it's going to be nature. He's going to go right back to that chicken. But it's, it's anybody's game. Now, how, how is the chicken being prepared? Is it going to be boiled? Or is it? It's a chicken tender. It's and a it, it was cooked in the toaster oven at 375. It's moist. It's crispy. Crispy on the outside, moist on the inside. I sort of overcooked the hot dog. 
to be honest, if we were choosing what was better for us, the chicken's the clear favorite right now. It actually looks great. Um, in fact, I made an extra couple of pieces for myself. Um, now, Peter, I do want to I do want to say conspicuous by his absence tonight is the Drew World Order's preeminent food expert. That's Andrew Goldstein. But with five fully grown adults in the house, there was still far too much to do for him to make it. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know. He's there's bedtime is too much in the Goldstein house. He could not make it here. So, guys, without any further ado, I'm going to go get the chicken and the hot dog, and we are going to let Bear have one smell. Um, then we are going to uh, put Bear in his room for a moment. I will set down the food in this room. So he's going to come and enter the room and be able to choose whatever he wants. It won't be a matter of what's closest. Um, they'll both be right next to each other. And we'll see whether or not he goes chicken or hot dog. And it, won't, and it won't be official until both feet hit the floor. How do we determine what he eats? What he smells first for the smell test. Are we doing a coin flip? Oh, you think it's relevant which he smells first? I'm, I've got to be strategic. Well, we're placing bets on which he smells first. There's people out there with bets placed on this, like it's the Super Bowl. All right. Did any, any of you have a coin? No. Who has coins? <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I have. I, I swear to God, this is so on brand. Um, I have in my hand... Hold on. I have a in New York City subway token from the mid-1980s. Oh, that is so on brand for you. Okay. What, what side is what? Okay. So on one side, on one side, it says good for one fare. Okay. And the, and the other side says New York City Transit Authority. So what we'll say is New York City Transit Authority is, do we want to say that's, that's chicken? And good for one fare is is hot dog. How do we feel about that? That's that fine good. for me. That's good. good. Okay. So Let's here we go. Let's toss it up, Zach. It is New York City Transit Authority. That's chicken. Chicken Ooh. wins the coin toss. Wow. Okay. This is big. This is big. Um. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Let me go. Be right back. Now, is this an advantage or a disadvantage? Because that means that hot dogs will be what he will have smelled most recently when it is time to eat. Oh, a very good point made by the producer, Brian Mann. I mean, didn't, did, didn't hot dog, hot uh, chicken could choose to kick, can't <laughs> I could choose to kick. I could. What fast food restaurant has chicken kicking, chicken, or kicking chicken? Chicken chicken? Oh. <laughs> Was that like a KFC spicy chicken at one point? I think it might have been. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, a wrestling match is happening. Barely. When, so has, he, when has Bray wrestled as uh, just um, the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse guy? I think, I think people fought the Miz as Bray. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. But do we think he like turns into the fiend halfway through, or does he just job his bread? That was four. He, he he. That was a count of four. I I would think that he 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 loses here, and then and then there's a rematch where he becomes the fiend. Oh, yeah, that's what I would think. Job is Bray. All right, guys, here we go. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Guys, keep it appropriate. We're also on IG Live, okay? We're talking about wrestling. All right, we'll just keep it appropriate when talking about wrestling. Um, a lot of people here. Over 200 people here for the Hot Dog Chicken Showdown right now. Mm. Um, we just did a coin toss here on Zoom, and Chicken won. Yeah, I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him smell the hot dog first. Really? Yeah. All right. SGG is choosing to have Bear smell the hot dog first. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna put the hot dog in my hand and not let him eat it. Just let him smell it. Here we go. Simple piece of hot dog. You guys see it? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. It looks right. disgusting. Does not look appetizing at all. The chicken tender looks much better. Here's the half a chicken tender. Um, well, if it was a beauty contest, no, don't ready. So the hot dogs are Hebrew National. What brand are the chicken tenders? I forget, but people were very excited about this brand. They're high end. People said they were very, very good. Um, all right, so now the hot dog has been smelled. The chicken has been smelled. Zach has been smelled. Come here, Bear. Come here. We're going to bring Bear. Come here. Do we need some music? I feel like we got to have IG Live open so that we can see this. All right, here we go, guys. I'm going to open it. Bear is in the other room. We are now going to I'm going to I'm going to put the zoom on the floor. Okay, here we go. Oh wow, what a view here. You're going to get a view. I'm going to go okay, gallery view. Okay. Anticipation is killing me. We're going to go gallery view. Now we're going to take the chicken. We're going to set it right here. That's your chicken, okay? Yeah. Now we're going to take the hot dog, which I'm worried is a tiny bit too big, so I'm going to take a small bite myself. <laughs> that seems like it was rigged. Oh, yeah. What kind of magician's trick did you pull just then? Well, no. Mm, I got to tell you, I was wrong about it being overcooked. The hot dog is delicious. Okay, this is – no, this is inappropriate conversation at this point. I got to – No, no, no. This is expecting bears. For me, he's in the other room. All right. Now, guys, when I go open the door – He's going to come flying here like a bat out of hell. So I need to pay very close attention. Chicken, hot dog. All right? We are up to 270 people. Not joking. I do lives every day. This is well more, triple what I normally get on my pathetic lives for the hot dog. the most anticipated thing that's been happening. It, well, this, guys, is like, real, this is real action. You're not just playing 45s here. Yeah. This is a real deal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like your angle on Zoom? Is it good? Yeah, yeah let's see that. All right, guys. Does anybody have a theme song they can play? Hold on. I have, an, I have a – Yeah, I'll pull up something. Play something on the jukebox. No, I got to – we got to go something more appropriate. I think there's only one way to go here, guys. Because this is a very big deal, what's going on right now. My library, playlists, here we go. Not the Four Horsemen theme song? Uh, How about this?
There's also something mage happening on the television right now. What? Hell of an angle happening with uh, Bray. Guys, and, not, uh, not now. Not now, please. <laughs> oh, here you go, SCG. I'll do this for you. Never mind, by the way. Going <laughs> <laughs> okay, to let Bear out right now. Here we go. Uh, that was this could either be mage or this could be another screw job. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Uh, I want to Braun just lay down for him. Here we go. Here we go. Stop. <laughs> What's it going to be? What's oh it going to be? <laughs> it's nothing. He's going to Peter. He got the hot dog. He didn't need it yet. This is a stunning upset. He's scared. <laughs> He's now been scared. Bear, what do you want to do? Go do whatever you want to do. Unbelievable. Hold on. He's he's gone out of frame. Coming back. This could end in a count out. Bear, please eat the charge. What do you want, bud? What do you want? Come on. What do you want? For those that are just listening, Peter is doing whatever he can to get Bear to eat the chicken, and Bear wants no part of the chicken. This I, is I've never seen him refuse chicken. Did he fi- he finished the, the hot dog, though? No, it's still sitting here. He didn't eat it. It fell out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is like during a ladder match when the belt falls from the gizmo before the wrestler can... Can bring it down. It's over. It's over. He has eaten the hot dog. <laughs> oh. oh my god! He, he was, and by the way, you the can drama. anything SGG. He was standing right next to the chicken, and he kept going. This is unbelievable. The canine community, bit, we're done with you. Oh, he still loved the chicken. Now he's licking both plates. Wow. Wow. What action. What action. What action this was. All right, everyone enjoy Money in the Bank now. Wow. Guys. BTV. Time. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. Is he going for the chicken now? I can't can't see him. He ate the chicken. I fed him the chicken. Oh, he, he did eat it. Absolutely yep. shocking. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wow. believe what's happened. Wow. Sorry, SGG. 